Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, Hugh, what's happening to your internet, mate? I don't it's know. Terrible. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to sort it out, so you keep going. I'll be with you. But when I'm in charge of the interview, it just descends into me asking about how the guest feels about me. It's terrible. That's <laughs> true, I know. Well, I think you've got a lovely hat and a great wow. future ahead of you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out, are they really worthy of the hype? They may be likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name is Hugh, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Will. Hello, Will. Hello, Hugh. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're joined I'm by very a guest excited as well. Yeah, we're joined by a guest. One of my favourite comedians. This is very exciting. Uh, are you more excited than me, or am I more excited than you? How? How on a scale of one to eighty? How? Uh, how excited are you? Because we're doing something with eighty in the title. You see, I'm very. I'm pretty calm. So like, I'd say like fifty-four, but that shouldn't uh. be seen as a low mark. Yeah, you shouldn't have gone first because I could just say a higher number now, 76. Okay. Please welcome to the podcast someone who once was a gym receptionist, whose sister's favourite supermarket is Aldi and has had her birthday at least once in the Hawley Arms. It's comedian Rosie Hull. Hi, Rosie Hull. Yeah, how did you get that information? Did I give that information to you? No, I. so I've decided, do you know Nardois? No. So he's a. <laughs> oh, it's not good oh, when you have to explain all this. He's he's a guy who interviews musicians and asks them questions that they're like, "How the fuck did you know about that?" So I'm trying yeah. to become the Nardwar. Yeah, it works. How the fuck did you know about that? I've just listened to a lot of your output, I suppose. <laughs> That's how it should be. Thank bit you. Bit creepy. Yeah. I think. No, it's not. No, it's not creepy. It's wonderful. Everyone should listen to my voice often. Yeah, listen to Nonsensored. You have great guests, I would say. Yeah, we do. We have really good guests. Really, really good guests. That's um, me. I've been on it. <laughs> you're one of the best. Thanks. But also, all of them are good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you have a favourite supermarket if your sister's favourite is Aldi? Um, My favourite supermarket? Do you know what? I think, I think it might be Sainsbury's, actually. I think oh. it's good. I know. I was going to say Waitrose, but actually... 
Sainsbury's is more reliable. I feel safer in Sainsbury's. It's not too expensive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I what? don't fear anything on its shelves. What do you fear in Waitrose? Is it uh, like tapenades and stuff? Some, yeah, there are some weird little tapenade things. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a nectar card holder? No, I'm no. Do you know what? All those cards completely freak me out. I can't cope with them. I don't mean to brag, but you're speaking to someone with over thirty thousand nectar points. So <laughs> that makes me feel sick inside. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Rosie. Well, I feel like I, I feel like we became Twitter friends, and I, well, can yes. we can we say friends now? Do you think because yes. we hung out in person? Yes. Great. That's yes. good. Um. How's that been for you? <laughs> what would you do if I went no? I don't know. I mean, I would. I would think it was no. fair. I think I'm over. I overuse the word friend too quickly. <laughs> you also really friend. put it on um, the line, Will, quite a lot. As in, you quite frequently ask people if you're friends with them. You know? Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. I mean, I think it's a bit manipulative, actually. Do you think so? Yeah. This is how I lose friends. Um, are you currently are you currently on tour? Are you going on tour in 2024? I'm going on tour in 2024. I'm going on tour from April. Um, with, with that's, that's polytainment. polytainment. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's a pun on entertainment. Is that it's right? It's very clever. It's a, a pun on entertainment and politics. Now it doesn't. It, I, I, it doesn't really work. What? Well, it doesn't sound like entertainment, does it? Because it pol- polytainment. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did where did the name where did the name come from? Like that. <laughs> Um, just, just it was came trying to find a, it was just trying to find a, something that was mixed between politics and entertainment. Was very well, you've, you've absolutely nailed that. Very to be deep fair. thinking. How, this is probably going to be a question that only I find interesting. But how do you edit your videos when you make your satirical videos? What, what, what programs are you using? Where are you filming it? I edit on iShot. iShot. Yeah, which is, um, I just find it easier than. Apple movies or, or whatever. It's quite good for just like placing things and yeah. fiddly, all the little fiddly bits. Speaking of fiddly bits, I'd like to welcome our producer, Ornia. Hi, Ornia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, you might notice some yeah, video you've effects got, you've that got little fiddly bits on my screen. Head. Yeah. <laughs> I do. So I was trying to find a spooky filter as a hilarious joke. But instead, I gave myself new eyebrows and a hydrangea on my head. It was so, one of the most distracting yeah. things. <laughs> I'm so, I didn't realize it would do it. On, I didn't realize it would do it on the preview. I, I like. I mean, why would you want a pizza party hat? I don't know. Anyway, let's get rid of that. Why, how do you get rid of the I think, eyebrows? I think, do you think you're working it. Yeah, I think it looks great. Yeah, they look like they look they a bit like mine. Oh no! Now you've got now you've got a little beard as well. Now it's like yeah, the I don't, mix between I don't, Rosie I don't like and Will. The okay. beard and the brows. Yeah, so apologies. For that. Hi, Rosie. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't. That's terrifying that it does that. Like, have I just been doing this on work? I really hope so. Just, I uh, really hope you have. I hope so. Do you remember too. them? One of the joys of lockdown, of which there were few, and sadly, all the joys of lockdown seemed to happen online because it was all we had. Um, do you remember <laughs> when there was that viral work call where he he got? It was like it, it was a really serious work call. He got stuck on yeah, the cash. They, they were they were they were. They were lawyers or something yeah and i think got, it was like a court hearing yeah it was a court hearing i think and it was the, a, the yeah. lawyer yeah. got caught with a little 
a little cat face on his Zoom. He couldn't get rid of it. I think the hydrangea is worse because it's not clear if it's a mistake. You know what I mean? The cat is obviously a mistake, but should I just like, yeah. maybe I'm just It looked like you were like, oh, I haven't you done know? my hair. I'll hide it with a, yeah, I a visual what accessory. I was, pretend hydrangea. What I, what I was trying to find, I was like earlier today, I was like, it would be amazing for this if I dropped offline and came back with the ghost face scream mask on, right? Couldn't find one. You know, it's a couple of weeks after Halloween. Then I thought maybe there's a filter of one. There's not. So missed opportunity there, I would mm. think. Well, should we get down to, to business? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, on Rosie's request, we're going to cover 80s horror today. So welcome to the campy, gruesome chaos of 80s horror. So some ground rules for the episode. If you want to survive and be the last girl, usually is standing, uh, don't say you'll be right back. Don't drink and don't have sex. And if there's a sequel, the body count is always higher. <laughs> And never forget, the killer always comes back for one final scare. That's from Scream, isn't it? It's from Scream, which yeah. is a 90s horror, yeah. That's so brilliant. Between... One of my favourites is Scream. Well, you'll have to go back for the 90s horror episode for that. So between <laughs> Hugh, Will and Rosie, we'll decide if 80s horror is a legitimate like or if it should go straight to VHS. So oh, we always, we always start... A... What professional. <laughs> we, we always start our, our episodes with a, with a three-question quiz. So Rosie, this is a collaborative effort, so uh, just, just, you know, get in the mix. So... Kind of a boring question to start, but one to get warmed up. What was the highest grossing horror movie of the 80s? Oh. The uh, one that most people were like, ugh. Was it the, um, no, I'm trying to think. I always get 80s and 90s confused. Was it Halloween? Was Halloween in the 80s? No, uh, I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, like, was, was was The Shining a massive deal when it came out? No, but Shining, was in the, Shining wasn't in the 80s, was it? I think it was. Was The Shining in the 80s? I thought Shining was in the 90s. What do you think, oh, Will? God. When you really are the expert, I the thought expert. The I'm really bad like at dates. Mid-80s. So really good with 80s horror. Bad yeah. with dates. <laughs> It'd be very funny if you actually wanted to come and talk about 60s horror. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, or like 20s it. rom-coms. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm... So, what I can give you a clue, The Shining did come out in 1980. Oh, okay. okay. Do you think it was the highest grossing one then of the... No, of I, the 80s? I think... It sounds like I, it wasn't, Anya. I think it's Halloween. I think it's Halloween. It, it is it is the shining it is the shining yeah uh, so that for, according to imgb anyway that was the highest grossing but then i would you would you strictly consider that a horror film yes. shining yes yeah 100 okay. okay i thought i thought that would be more of a well i guess yeah i don't know i would have thought maybe it could have been a bit more thrillery no, it has a lift horror. that opens and there is rivers of blood that comes out I mean, yeah, that's I, a horror film. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen in Love Actually, Anya. Yeah, no, that's a it's a it's a fair point. I you have I've creepy never seen twins, it. creepy uh, twins. In a yeah. that's a horror film. <laughs> I, do you know what? I watched the show. Any actually, twins deserve again, a horror film, really. To, <laughs> hey, look, my two brothers are twins, so maybe you want to well. take that back. Are they identical I've, twins, Rosie? I've met one or both of them. I don't know. No, if they you have, both you've not met. The, you've not met the twins, Will. You've met my other brother, who's not oh. a twin. How many siblings have you got, Rosie? I'm Holt? one of five. Ah. Yeah, oh, uh, youngest, oldest, middle. Can you be I middle? I am the second five? youngest. And you've second met Charlie, who's the youngest. Ah. Yeah. And then the twins right, are so at the top. But Rosie, are you really telling me now that twins? Oh, it's just a bit weird. You know? Twins are not a bit weird. Oh. Do you know, in, in, Af- in some um, countries in Africa, they used to, when twins were born, they used to, put them out in in the woods to die because they thought like you Mm. Mm. someday they did talking of twins have you seen basket case the green day song 
No, the 80s horror movie. No, I haven't. Was that one on the list that you told us to watch? I'm not sure, but Basket Case is great. But okay, can I tell can I tell you about Basket Case or do we need to stick on? No, please, please. No, no, no. no. Go off, peace. I'm going to talk about triplets in a second. So, (laughs) so Basket Case is about this guy. He turns up in America and he's got everywhere he goes around. He's carrying this basket with him. And everybody's like, what's in the basket? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> and then he's in a bar um, in the film and he's quite drunk and he's talking to some woman. He's sort of flirting a bit with her. And she goes, so what's in the basket? And he goes, my brother. <laughs> and the whole thing is, is because he was um, a Siamese twin. But his brother was like this like, this, like monster. who's like, called Bilal. And then they... The scientists, um, the doctors come and they separate them and they like bin Bilal because he's like this weird little thing. And then, so then he and Bilal have come to take their revenge on the on the doctors who who severed them and split them apart. Oh and my Cavus God. carries Bilal around in a basket because he's just like this nasty little gremlin monster. <laughs> Rosie, I'm just, I'm just reading a review of it which says, it's like E.T. as written and directed by a psychopath. It's <laughs> Yes, it is a bit like that. It's really good. Is it? It's really good. I mean, um, the the problem is, which I'm sure we'll get to, the problem with every 80s, most 80s horror movies, of which I'm a fan, is that there is always one scene of, like, weird sexual assault. It seems to be a particular thing of the 80s horror movies where they go, oh, hang on, how can we... um, (laughs) Let's throw in some sexual assault, but how can we make it wacky? Um, so it always has a wacky sexual assault and you know basket case is no different but otherwise great what what is the wacky sexual assault in basket case um well Bilal is like he he comes in the door i mean spoilers so if you if you're listening and you want to watch the film don't you don't want to get spoiled. You don't want to care the about the 1982 classic. So yeah. it could be a nice surprise. Um, I don't think I can watch this film if I know how the assault happens actually. Exactly, I don't want to. Don't want to ruin it. Um, I think he he comes in because he's he he falls in love with this girl, but Bilal gets jealous, and then he he starts to sense something is wrong, and Bilal's not there, and he goes over to his girlfriend's and he opens the door and like Bilal's on top of her, and he's like, ew, I'm like what is he? He's just like this little kind of. Um, you could probably get Google a picture of him. He's like this little oh, yeah. plasticine molten <laughs> mess with fangs. But he's like, ew, ew, yeah. ew. He's basically like, like he basically like kill rapes her. It's pretty bad. Oh Jesus. Yeah, it's not also good. the tagline for this movie was the tenant in room seven is very small, very twisted, and very mad. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I, I love an eighties tagline. You know. Oh, oh wow! Oh, oh wow! He's from the picture of him. Yeah. yeah, he's not that bad, guys. See, that's nice that you have that because the good thing about the film is it does actually have some sympathy for him and his predicament. Um, yeah. But the the yeah the sexual assault seems a bit a bit, um, a bit unpleasant. But that's the that is the risk you have to take if you're going to watch an eighties horror movie. At some point, there's going to be a nasty sexual assault and it's going to be weird. Have mm. you seen the sequel? No, I haven't seen the sequel. I've or the third one? In, yeah, I've read about it in Wikipedia, but I haven't seen it. it. So you said, fa- described Wikipedia like it was uh, <laughs> a National Geographic magazine you get delivered. So there was Basket Case 3, The Progeny. It's time to build a bigger basket. <laughs> God. 
Oh god, here's oh god, he's got all these other little friends in a basket in Basket Goose Three. I think they're kinda cute, all of them together. Do you? Have you yeah. found a picture of them all? Yeah. Yeah, it's basket not great. Case three. We'll send it to you. Oh yeah, Oh three. haunting, haunting. Okay, mm, so yeah. question two. Oh yeah, that was yeah. just question one. So you went one for one. Okay, I like it. Yes. Question one was horror what expert. You. What invention entering the mainstream coincided with and maybe even caused the boom in horror in the eighties? What invention? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm already now. I'm gonna get all these questions. I was about to say time machine, but that's a stupid answer, isn't it? It's a fucking stupid answer. <laughs> um, the computer. No, Come on, we've had computers for. Yeah, hundred years. Actually, we well, the computers have been that. around since the early 1200s, depending on what you define as a computer. Define as a computer. This is this is Hugh's Poindexter accent. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm pretty close to that already. So, okay, so here, well, Rosie, I guess you're the horror expert. So, what what happens in again another trope of horror movies? Like, what 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 would they what tech do they use? What tech do they use? Well, yeah. the great thing what I like about horror movies as opposed to the adventure um, of the basket later ones is that you know like horror movies now it's all kind of cgi and things like that mm. but back then you the sexual had... assaults aren't as wacky they're it's not terrible. as wacky some of them don't even have any sexual assaults um... what's the point <laughs> what is this a horror movie i think <laughs> not but the what I like is they you can see some of the like monsters or the special effects you can see how they've made them with like plasticine I love it like, yeah. it's like they've made it in a basement and they've got paper mache and it's it's really inventive and cool and it looks like a lot of love has gone into it you don't mm. get that now with CGI yeah because yeah. I think it was kind of the apex of like puppeteering and everything and yeah. all that has gone out of vogue now but I suppose yeah. I'm asking what tech is used by characters in the movies oh well the, some of them don't use tech at all yeah, you're on the wrong you're on the wrong track there Hugh yeah is it um like latex twins or something like that twins they invented twins that, that is their, their, I think my understanding was the 80s there was a renewal or there was kind of uh, a renaissance in special effects and stuff so they hmm. they were able to do more things which is why they were able to do all these wacky movies but there was something that be, that entered the mainstream in the 80s that meant suddenly there was a flooding of the market was it women's blouses hard. that ripped open at the front very easily? At the sl- even at a, at a glance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just pop, 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 pop. Yeah. It's popping. Yeah. No. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. I like that you think that that's an invention, though. Like, a piece of tech. Yeah, well, what, what, of course that's an invention. Do you not remember when Steve Jobs presented it all? He was wearing a black turtleneck that just ripped open, Popped the, front. open yeah, at the front. Popped open at the front, yeah. 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 Uh, any guesses? No? Uh, the resonator. No, Ooh. I actually mentioned it earlier on the episode. Oh, ah. um, I haven't listened mm. to anything you've said. This is terrible. I only so- listen to men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's not a girl's girl. Um, Videotapes. So the- yes, it's the VHS tape. So well done, that, Hugh. that became part of the mainstream. And what was the other major thing that became massive because of VHS tapes in the 80s? Editing. Camera editing. What was the other genre? Video nasties. Video games. Video nasties? What's yeah. video nasties? That's what it was called because VHS, because it kind of exploded in a big way in the 80s. So suddenly you had all these films that previously, 
you would never reach a cinema because they're like that's so that's too disgusting they went straight to vhs and then everyone would like buy them and watch them at home and you could only yeah you'd, you'd all be watching the nasty the video nasties so i, like I thought video killer. nasties was, like, was a word for porn which was actually the other thing so the two big booms in the 80s on vhs were porn mm-hmm. because and horror exactly so that there was you could base like a, like these random things could just be made and go straight to video yeah and that's why in the 80s if you look at a list of 80s horror movies there are billions of them so and many. sequel after sequel there was knockoff so for every gremlins there was a movie called hobgoblins so there was all these terrible spin-offs that were made possible because of the the humble the humble vhs wow. i still watch all my porn on vhs <laughs> <laughs> It's Be like kind, vinyl, rewind, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The is it so because horror is often the thing like, and I'm going to use this phrase without knowing what it means, where directors will cut their teeth, which does sound like a horror thing, but mm. like it's the first thing directors often do, which well, I guess because it's, it's cheap, it's yeah. cheap to make. So you and don't need a big budget, yeah. Yeah, you don't need a big budget. You just yeah, but did that come? Is that still true? Because you can make mm. stuff now. It's no, it's still it's still, it's true. still true. It's still good, yeah. Yeah. I wanted my theory to I wanted to ignore that and just carry on but with even, my theory I'm just looking here the, bu- the budget for basket case was only $35,000 that was all on the basket well done basket yeah. case yeah yeah. so they're, they're they're very cheap to make which I don't really understand but well, you, you don't need you. I mean again I know very little about horror movies having watched I will think about whether I've watched any but you know I guess I guess in order to find a bit of fear on you could just it can all be done in one room it can all be done in one one location one house couple of people you know it doesn't require many big effects and things would that be right Rosie I mean presumably effects can often take away from it even yeah and you just throw in a bit of paint to to you know to be the blood done mm. get someone who's good with plasticine you'll be pleased to know as well MoMA obviously agree with you Rosie because it, in 2017 it was selected for preservation and restoration by MoMA in New York basket case and uh, it's now part of their permanent film collection they think it's so important wow so that's something and that even the so di- great oh, and even the director case. said that he, ha- he had to ask them uh, was they were they sure they'd actually watched it because he was so puzzled by this it's a really nice. good film sure apart from the assault bit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. So our final question is a legitimate like favourite. I'm going to give you three 80s horror movie plots and you just tell me which one I've made up. Amazing. So the first one, Blood Diner, follows two brothers who open a vegetarian diner that serves human meat disguised as veggie burgers. That's great. Two, Chopping Mall. A few teenagers are, are trapped in a shopping mall after dark but they don't realize that the mall has a robotic security system that malfunctions after a lightning strike and the robots try to kill everyone. That should have been called RoboChop. And yes, and three, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Everyone's home for the holidays and excited for Thanksgiving cheer, but turns out there's more than turkey on the menu when Uncle Bob develops a taste for human flesh. These all sound great. I think number one is not real. Yeah, Yeah. vegetarians didn't exist until about 2003. Yeah, no one can know one. I'm gonna care about those guys. Yeah. Hugh, what do you think? Yeah, I think two is definitely real, and then I'm I'm between. I do like the idea of you coming up with Thanksgiving, <laughs> but but I did. Th- you see, Anya's a vegetarian, Rosie as well, and no, well, Anya's not. She eats fish, so she's not vegetarian, is she? Sorry, that's true. Fakeitarian. Um, she's a pescatarian. Oh yeah, yeah. that's one. Um, yeah, to, yeah I'm, you could say fakeitarian. Yeah, I. I Thanksgiving also I feel with Thanksgiving on you you really put all the effort into the name of that and then just threw in Uncle Bob 
But <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go with Rosie and, and we'll say the first one's fake. Yeah, I think the first one's fake. So Blood Diner was real. It was a real film in 1987. Is that what uh, Blood Diamond was based on? <laughs> and it was based on... It, it, sorry, it's not based on anything. Sorry, it's about two <laughs> brothers who have this wildly popular vegetarian uh, diner, but they're actually uh, doing these sacrifices to an Egyptian god goddess. Sorry. Um, wow. and that does sound quite fun. It yeah. does sound fun. It does sound like my cup of tea. Uh, Chopping Mall is also real, and it had the tagline, we're shopping could cost you an arm and a leg. So <laughs> Thanksgiving was the fake Thanksgiving one. Thanksgiving is, is my invention. Uh, I was quite pleased very with clever. Uncle Bob yeah, developing a taste good. for human flesh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that brings us to the end of our quiz. You've done very well, really. What are we going to do? Two out of three? Mm, I yeah, think no, two out of three. Yeah, two out of three. I think we've got zero out of zero. Yeah. Oh no, you you got zero out of three, Rosie. Don't give yourself yeah. zero out of zero. Zero. That'd be zero, zero. Counting is hard. <laughs> so we'll get into it, Rosie. I suppose the first question we have for you is why did you choose eighties horror? I absolutely love them. I think they're great. I think they're so inventive and brilliant, and they've got everything, and I love them. <laughs> Do you remember when you first started watching them? The eighties. Yes, I first started watching them when I was. So when I was in my teens, mm-hmm. um, Film 4 came out. Oh, oh yeah. Back in the day, Film 4 film came out. Four. But alongside Film 4, you had Film 4 and then they had another sister channel called Film 4 Extreme. And it would just show video nasties and horror movies. Whoa. And me and Charlie, my younger brother, we used to, we used to watch them. We watched like Massacre at Central High, Driller Killer, Evil Dead. It was great. Um, so that is when I started watching them. I think I always liked the. I liked horror before then, but I, I had no reactive real, imagination. So when I was young, I couldn't watch those films because they would have um, given me nightmares. But yeah. Um, yeah, when I was sort of about 17, 18, I was ready. And did you find them scary in any way? Or yeah. Did, yeah, yeah, I did. I remember when I saw um, Evil Dead 2 for the first time, which is very it's brilliant it's really funny it's really funny and inventive and crazy but i did genuinely find it really scary i thought now i watch it now and i don't really find it scary anymore but i did then because for those of you who haven't seen it it's this guy basically played by bruce campbell who's in this this um oh sorry someone in your fridge uh, absolutely your terrifying someone that in your was fridge. A, someone in your oh, fridge oh there's behind you quick what do you mean there's, there's no one there i can't he's see getting anyone. ice cream out Stop him. No. Look how much Hagen dazs there is. Oh, two Hagen dazs is disgusting. How much how much ice cream do you have in your fridge? Yeah, how you? many? It's gonna bring out more. Quite a lot, yeah. You see you get it on a deal in the shop and then you you store it until you need it, you know? Hagen dazs is quite a luxury ice cream to be going mm, for as well. But you see it if it's reduced from seven to four euro, I mean you'd be losing money if you didn't buy it. What you go for vanilla? Uh, vanilla cookies and cream and salted caramel. To be honest, yeah, I don't really eat caramel. it much. But, or yeah, pe- pecan, the, the pecan one's really good. Ooh, interesting. Mm. There's an old Mark Watson joke where he said, someone looked at me like I just spat in a tub of Hagen dazs and I think about it all the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> really good. That was quite terrifying. Yeah, Your brother just arriving in the corner of the screen. So th- it's about a remote cabin oh, situation, yeah. isn't it? Which is, is so the most it, terrifying it basically, setting. Yeah, it's a guy in a remote ca- um, cabin and, and he has been... Haunted by a, this demonic presence, but what it does is the camera work is the 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 demonic presence like comes and this happens in Evil Dead One as well. 
But Evil Dead 2, it sort of hones in on someone and then it can possess them and turn them into a demon. But when before oh. it's doing that, it's going... The, the camera work is like going... And it's like honing in on them. Like there's no escape. And they're trying... You know, you can try and run away or whatever, but you know it's going to catch up with you. You can't see it because it's just the camera. And I thought oh. that found that idea really scary that you couldn't kind of... You couldn't get away from it if it chose to possess you that was it do, do you remember it. how long that sort of fear like lasted is it in in the moment thing or does it last a couple of days does it like you go to bed and you're like oh i need the light on you've got the willies the willies <laughs> well um, if you play your cards right do you know what i mean bit of wacky <laughs> bit of wacky willies i think sometimes when certainly when it's really scary movie so like a kill list which is a not an 80s horror movie it's a 2000s which is really good but the ending of that i found so disturbing i remember i think that took me a day or two to shake off mm. um, what do you find the supernatural more disturbing or the or the slasher like, slasher that's the word thank mm. you Anya. i do like a slasher i mean as we've said scream is is literally i think the movie i've seen more than any other movie ever i love it mm. so i do like a slasher movie i think i do prefer supernatural but i'm quite mm. picky with my horror i don't one of the reasons why i picked 80s horror as opposed to just like horror. modern horror is I I don't like a lot of horror that's made now. You still get really great ones like um why have I forgotten the name of it? Um Ariaster, the the one with um not Midsummer but the one before, what was it called? Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Hereditary, I thought it was brilliant. But a lot of horror now it's a two there's a lot of torture porn stuff which i don't yeah. i don't like at all i don't want to Do you see mean someone getting your, your, tortured your not. saws and your hostels and all that yeah, sort of thing I hate yeah that. i don't want to see people getting tortured i don't want something that's kind of cruel like that and but the just good clean is, basket fun that's, yes. that's all you well, want the good you thing, know like in the 80s the horror yeah people are getting tortured but it's a bit fun yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fun do, you, do, you, do you think the eighties horror is sort of eighties torture, eighties horror? Do you think it was made tongue in cheek? Some like, do you of think it. the writers I mean, took themselves seriously? I think some of it is. Sam mm. Raimi, who did the Evil, Evil Dead films, I mean, he's kind of brought that humor into a lot of his. You know, did he Spider Man with um, uh, Tobey Maguire? So he's. I think he he was deliberately kind of uh, injecting it with humor. Um, some horror movies, it's. I think it's a bit more earnest, but I think often there is a kind of fun to them. Mm. Will, what's your experience of 80s horror? I know you, we got a must-watch list from Rosie, and I think you watched one of them in preparation for this, right? Yeah, I was. I, I was very scared about watching one in the evening, which I think is a great, like a great thing that I'm like. I was like, I have to watch in the daytime. But I watched From Beyond, which is absolutely crazy. As a it's true. Well. There's, there's a guy. Uh, Rosie, please correct me if I get any of this wrong. There's, there's two guys living in a house, and they've got this big fancy computer machine thing with a like, uh, a glass orb that looks like it's got or like purpley brain stuff in it. Yeah. And they keep turning it on, and basically they see these like worms in the air, like or like eels, Ugh. like eels in the in the yeah. air. Yeah. It's basically like a way of opening their mind to other dimensions. Yeah. The perineal gland, is it? Mm. The pineal gland gets engorged or something. But basically he sees so many things that he ends up in a, a mental institution. And the guy who was also working on it ends up... He ends, he gets eaten by the the eels. Yeah. But everyone thinks that the other scientist did it. 
and then a uh, 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 pretty woman goes and and uh, does does some science and is like, I want this guy from the mental institution to look at because I think he's uh, actually maybe telling the truth. Yeah. And they go back to where it all happened with a wisecracking cop, uh, and it all goes wrong. It all goes a bit mad. And there again is, is some weird sexual assault in weird there. Weird sexual assault, yeah. But also there was one weird scene. I don't know about you, Will. Oh, so I think the I whole thought, film's one weird scene, I but thought, that's a different. <laughs> No, I thought the stuff on that film is absolutely amazing. But there is, I watched it with my boyfriend recently, and we agreed that there is one scene which is when she, like, she basically gets um a bit, like, she's like a drug addict about this machine and about kind of opening yeah. her mind to the fact that, frankly, she acts a bit unprofessionally for a for a doctor incredibly unprofessional there is this one bit where because she's like getting so enamored with with opening her mind that she like dresses up in some fetish gear and then she tries to straddle um the the scientist guy who's unfortunately he had all of his hair and eyebrows removed by he's recently been half eaten by a worm yeah yeah and and I, with that bit, I was like, "What? What's this single to do with anything? Why is she getting up, getting in fetish gear? This is very silly." And I thought that was a step too far. But then I thought the film got back on track. Hugh, as our resident uh, Frady cat, what's mm. your experience about horror? <laughs> a resident Frady cat. Well, you see, there's a few films that or I've FC. Seen, and I wonder whether whether they'll count. And so I suppose I'll have to ask Rosie whether these count in terms of even if they were. Even Bambi. if they could be classed as horror films made in the eighties, <laughs> the they count as eighties horror. Like I've seen. The Fly. Does that count as an 80s horror movie? That is, that is, you isn't know? that 90s? Again, I'm bad with dates. Oh, I think it's 80s. But is it is it 80s? That's a young, sexy Jeff Goldblum, you know? Young, it sexy fly. Young, sexy. Uh, he's always sexy, in fairness, but... Um, 1986 you're huh? in you're okay do you know I haven't seen The Fly I, I oh. never really wanted to I don't really like the idea of this man turning into a gross Killed. thing with his ears falling off I guess that's off. body horror that's the line for you Rosie <laughs> <laughs> don't, yeah, would, don't would it help if we said The Fly got sexually assaulted <laughs> okay I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> The Fly is brilliant. <laughs> and then I've seen Aliens. Like, does Aliens count as a horror movie? I feel it's I more action Alien counts as a horror Alien, movie. I would Aliens agree. Aliens 2 yeah. is more action. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And I've seen both of them, but obviously Alien was the, the first one. And then I'm trying to think, is there anything else I've seen? Hmm. But why did you agree to watch these? Because you're notoriously... You won't watch anything even remotely menacing. No, but I suppose... Was I'm girl. trying to no I think I mean I think I watched them both with Michael so um, <laughs> I think I the thing that would be the absolute like never ever is sort of exorcist ghosty possessiony you know doll that's turned into something that's the thing that I could never ever do whereas like you made it sound no so cute doll. though ghosty possessiony no doll, doll. <laughs> yeah but like well I held off on Silence of the Lambs for a very long time and then I watched that. And I don't know if that count as horror, but that's great. Obviously, yeah. it's the '90s as well. But but you know what I mean, like which. But it is scary. Silence of the Lambs is scary. You know? I've never yeah. seen it, nor would I watch it. I'm just I'm just. But yeah. I've never. I guess I've never really seen those kind of more wacky horror stuff. No, I haven't seen those. Yeah, no. there is a campness to it that makes it like From Beyond wasn't that scary. Yeah, it's it's kind of camp and crazy. Mm. Yeah, and you feel for the characters, but it's also just a bit mad. Yeah. What about Gremlins? Does Gremlins count? That's a horror film. I've seen Gremlins. Yeah. I guess it is a horror. You see, I feel though, Rosie, yeah. the ones I'm naming aren't really what 
you came on to talk about. Like I it's a different Gre- genre. I think Gremlins is great. I mm. just I think it's a bit tame for a mm. you know for what I would class as an eighties yeah. horror. Yeah. Not scary. Enough. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So do you know one that I'd like to watch? And I suppose yeah. I'd like your take on whether it's scary or more just fun is, and it's mainly because of a love of Michael Keaton, is Beetlejuice. Where does that well, Beetlejuice rank? is great. It's not really scary. It's not it's a not horror, really horror. Seven, no. I think it's so scary. Really? I, I remember seeing a few minutes of it as a child and I've never been able to go back to it since. I think it's like what PG. Yeah, what a weird mm. man. What a weird guy <laughs> in his weird suit. And what does, does he eat beetles? But you, but you know he's only in the film for a total of seven minutes. No way. Two, oh. Seven minutes too long. Oh, well, then I won't seven watch it. I was watching it for Michael Keaton, so. <laughs> oh, he's, no, but you think he's so good, like, you, you think he's in more it's of a, it. It's, a Judy, it's, Dench, it's a Judy Dench situation. Or an Probably as longer than seven yeah. minutes. Maybe it's 15, but it's definitely something really short. Small. Mm. Yeah. He, I, don't like, I don't like his outfit. I don't like his hair. I, Guys, I, this I mean, is I'm, not a horror movie. Is I'm Beetlejuice, sorry, is, Beetle, is, he, is he a ghost or a creature? <laughs> it's like a ghoul. Oh, we, shouldn't yeah, be, like, we shouldn't even be talking about it. We shouldn't I, I, even be talking about it. I mean, surely you choose to be haunted by Casper, but that's also really sad and Casper's scary as well. Definitely not a horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> guys, we're getting all over the it's place. Pretty. My favorite horror movie is Rugrats. <laughs> but I mean, will a horror version of Rugrats would be terrifying? What, have you not heard the the theory that all of it is uh, is In it Chucky's happening? imagination? Yeah, it's one of their imaginations because everyone's actually dead. Yeah. And they're imagining all their friends. It's a really bleak, dark sort of a conspiracy theory. I think it's Angelica. Rosie, have you ever acted in anything scary or spooky? Like, would you like to be a scream, a scream queen, as they say? I would absolutely bloody love to. The most I've done is for Fright Fest, I did a little Ooh. parody of um, Suspiria called Shushperia, where we did a sort of short in ident um which was quite fun, but I haven't. Done. I'd love to do an actual horror movie. Yeah, I can. Re- I can really see it. Yeah, you, you, you yes, in a in a in I kind of a scream. I actually want to try and write one. Oh, I, I oh yes. So much. 
But um, I do you want to like workshop some ideas here? <laughs> mm. Workshop how wacky the assaults could be. For our listeners to steal. I'm not going to have any assaults in mine. God, oh, boring. I'm going to have all assault free movies. Absolute woke nonsense. <laughs> terrible. So you know the way a lot of the 80s horror is centered around American stuff. So when I was looking through, there's so many like 80s prom horror movies, cheerleader movies, that kind of thing. Do you think you would want to make something in the classic 80s Americana? No, I'd want it. To, I'd want it to be in England. I'd want it to be somewhere in England. Want it be English. okay? Do you know what's funny? Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you guys have, have you guys seen Hellraiser. No. I watched some of it for this, and I hated every second of it. Why did you hate it? So, Rosie, when I was uh, a small child, our local video she shop raised in had. <laughs> uh, like there was always the Hellraiser video yeah. VHS was always front and center, and I always thought that guy, what's his name? Oh, Pinhead. He was the creep. It was the creepiest thing I had ever seen. Him. seen. He's a, a man with a white face, bald head, and lots of pins coming out of it. Oh yeah, and, I, I don't know why, but it was so. It was that, and it was always that, and a big ad for Demi Moore and striptease, and they're my memories of the video shop. Yeah. Whoa. And, Are you also uh, terrified of Demi Moore? <laughs> well I always knew it was like I'm never like that's not a movie for me mm, do you know what I mean like yeah, that's yeah. you know that's but I that and Hellraiser I it, it, re, it really got under my skin as a child oh, wow mm. but you haven't Didn't, seen it oh you've what you watched some I watched recently. I watched a little bit of it for this and now I will say out of context when you're watching clips of a horror movie it's not that bad but uh, it was very much something I had to just endure. I mean, <laughs> what, what, the, what I, what, the reason why I brought up Hellraiser is because you were saying about it, these American, is Hellraiser, they clearly, because they've got like quite a small budget, and they say it's American, but it's clearly filmed in England. And, <laughs> really? Yeah. So you've got all like, you know, England is so distinctive, so it's so clearly not an American place. Well, is there like a bobby on the beach in the background or something? Well, and like pretty a much. big red bus? Yeah, yeah, they're sort of like clearly English streets. Yeah. And then they've, they've just and... stuck a few Americans in it. But they've got like, they've also got like Claire Higgins, who's a, you know, great actress. Who's a, um, of the stage and screen, mostly stage over here. But she's in it. She's playing like a sexy lady. She's <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, very much. A tr- and uh, like, do you think in in the the world of acting like is acting in those kind of cheesy horrors considered a downgrade for more serious acting because obviously there's some actors and actresses who really were scream king and queens of the 80s like was that considered a lower form of acting do you think i that think goes to the actors I, I think definitely it, it was yeah i think it could be hard like bruce campbell who's in all the evil dead films is such a good actor and he's also mm. really good looking really funny really brilliant like he's had a he's had a great career but he should have had a much better career he's sort of been mm. regulated to doing sort of b-movie type things and mm. he he really shouldn't and barbara cartland i think that's her name who was in um the one you watched will and is also in reanimator she she's, was great she's great and she's really pretty but again i like i think if you did those movies i think sometimes it was harder to kind of do different things that said of course jamie lee curtis was the screen yeah. queen and she's gone on to have an amazing career and done all sorts. So what I will say for them, I'd say it's a very st- steady sort of work for those actors. Or in the 80s, I'm sure it was a great business to be in because you could just bounce from I don't, movie I don't movie. think it paid very well. Like in, in, no. in um, oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like mm. they, they all got paid pittance. Also, I think it was quite a stressful shoot. 
And I don't think many, most of them did never really act it again. And I'd say in the era before yeah. in- intimacy coordinators and stuff, and after care and stuff, I can imagine. Yeah, I don't think it'd be quite like yeah. as a woman. No, those no films. it doesn't. It sounds it's not going to be good. No, that wasn't there. Yeah. A lot of that on The Shining with the Kubrick and the lead actress. Yeah, he did. He, he completely terrorized Shelley Duvall um, on The Shining as, as part of the process, like for the like was it a creative thing or just yeah, he, being... yeah. He wanted to make her really, really scared. But as a result, like, she just facts it. Does he not he understand really that she's her, which is what he did. an actor? Like, he was really awful <laughs> yeah. to her. Yeah. Also, but I love that film. Oh, it's not great. There, there are two different, there are various different versions of that film. What, The Shining? Yeah, there's like three different lengths of the film. One's like 140 minutes, one's like 120 minutes. Really? I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen it a few times, but I've definitely only seen one. The, the Jack Nicholson's character is meant to be... He's an alcoholic, right? Yeah. That was not made clear at all in the film. Yeah, no, it it, it's, it does. It comes up in... um When he... It, it's sort of only mentioned kind of obliquely, but it's when oh. he goes to drink at the bar and he goes, I haven't touched a drop since I hurt... I hurt my son. Oh yeah. So that's oh, kind yeah, yeah, of the yeah. only reference there is. I mean, what's yeah. in, what I think is interesting about The Shining is because um, have you read the book of The Shining? No, don't read books. Can't. It's quite you, different, have isn't you read it? it? I haven't, but I know Stephen King wasn't mad about the film. I think was yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So I have read the book, and the book is really good fun. But Stephen King hated Kubrick's version of really? it. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I think, and I love Kubrick's version, but I can see why Stephen King hates it because the whole thing in the book. He's the main character. Jack is an is a nice guy who is a recovering alcoholic. Behaved badly when he was an alcoholic. Is really trying to get himself back on track. So when he starts to lose his mind, it's really awful. It's really awful. Also, there's a real sense that they can't. She realizes her husband's cracking up, but she genuinely they don't have any money because he lost his previous job because he got alcoholic and um, hurt a kid, and she's got a sort of nasty cartoonishly nasty mother who's the only other person she could kind of stay with so you get the sense they're really trapped and that he is a good man who's this house is kind of completely taking over where in the film from the off jack nicholson's character is pretty dodgy yeah um, so it's i always think it's interesting because although i think it's a wonderful film and i think it's perfect i can see why <laughs> as the writer stephen king didn't like it but then he met he then made his own sort of approved tv version of it which was bad with rebecca mm. de mornay oh mm. my favorite bit is when the kid starts walking backwards in the snow that's clever kid oh yeah he's, yeah he is he is a clever kid he's so sweet as well yeah that was cool yeah well done danny do the three of you think that you would make it to the end in a horror film are you are you out in the first scene like are you I'd dicking in a really, car i think i'd die really quickly you think it's really quickly? I think I'd Will? be really screamy and I'd, um, I'm pretty impractical. It'd be a great five minutes though, the cold open. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Will, do you think you'd make it to the end? Uh, I think I think I'd make it halfway through. I think oh, you'd yeah, think, oh, this guy knows what he's doing, but I'd make a really stupid mistake. Like I'd go and investigate a sound, which we all know you should never do. <laughs> I'd be like, don't worry, guys, I'll go and I'll go and check it. And then we just find your bloodied hat somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we thought you were gone. Uh, Hugh, what do you think? How do you think you're doing? Oh. Hugh? Hugh's dead. (laughs) No, what's happened to Hugh? 
What Hugh? has happened to Hugh? This is so weird. <laughs> it's really creepy. It's actually is, kind of really freaking me out. This is absolutely awful. Right, if you if you can hear me, I can't hear you. Okay, and haven't been able to for minutes. <laughs> oh my what? god, Hugh's gone into a different realm. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. Hugh, what we were asking was, do you think you'd make it to the end of a horror film? Not watching it, being I mean, in it. I mean, I think from what you've seen just there, I'm not making it to the end of much. You know, <laughs> barely no. made it to the end of the Zoom call. See, I th- I th- I think you would actually because it would be the sort of the Professor Ignoramus's lab is inhabited by zombies but you would kind of make it to the end through your kind of uh, hiding I don't know yeah if yeah. I hid well, cowardice yeah yeah the cowardice might save me in the end you know but cowardice doesn't save you does it who who tends to survive in these films Rosie who what's the archetype uh, well it's usually a woman it's usually the, a, a, a woman um, who doesn't have who doesn't have sex and is because uh, they, they're quite conservative sometimes these horror mm. movies they're usually good people, but not always. Like you know, obviously, in Evil Dead, it's 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 Ash, it's Bruce Campbell's Ash, who's like pretty gutsy and brave. But you've nice. got, you've got to be a you've got to be a good guy. Mm. Be a good well, yeah, the, the trope of the last girl left alone is definitely it. definitely a thing though, because uh, there's a fantastic playlist on Spotify. Last girl left in the horror movie, 80s mm. vibes. That's very well, yeah. Cool. It ba- basically slasher movies is usually it's usually women who are the last one standing. Yeah, well, because the audience probably didn't want to see some guy; they wanted to see some scantily clad woman, some vulnerable woman. Yeah. But usually, it was the woman who didn't. It was usually it was the one who didn't have sex. Oh, okay. okay. Usually, Fair the enough. ones who got a bit sexy. They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually in a car, and then a man with a hook for a hand would knock at the window in the woods and get them. Sure, um, I, I watched this horror film recently, and I think it was called The Burning or The Burning Man. And it, anyway, again, it was like lots of, it was quite, it was basically it's this guy getting his revenge on some campers. Um, but before before <laughs> he go, gets to the camp, he goes and murders a prostitute beforehand. You're like, that's unnecessary. <laughs> anyway, you go there and there's sort of like, unneeded nudity and you're like what is this film anyway it was written by harvey weinstein uh well there you go that's what it is <laughs> yeah god when you see his name crop up now and then oh, you're like oh Jesus. yeah well, yeah one of his oh, early efforts great. before he got famous rosie so you're obviously a massive fan of 80s horror films but are you a fan of 80s horror tv were you ever into twin peaks or anything like that twin peaks i think is wonderful so twin peaks mm. season one i thought i loved i thought it was brilliant mm. Season two, I never finished. I kind of, um, it wasn't as good. I was, I loved the first series so much. I was sort of disappointed about where it was going. Um, but I do know how it ends. Um, and I haven't watched the new two, new series, the, the one that got revived recently. It actually premiered in 1990. So maybe I'm kind of cheating with that question. But it's um, so I think good we, can, yeah, yeah, it's we can count it as vintage horror. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's really good. And have you in, in more modern times, are you into anything like American Horror Story or any of these kind of uh, horror TV series? I do like American Horror Story. I've kind of um, lost the plot within that. There's been so many. The, the, mm. the first one I like because it's kind of campy and out there. Mm. Um, the second one I thought was brilliant, but I... God, it's the most scary thing ever, and it's so unpleasant. So, what was the second season? The second one is Asylum. It's oh. like really awful. I mean, it's great. It's really good. I think it's the best one, but it's really hard to watch because you watch it and you're so scared, and also such horrible things are happening to nice people, 
and then you're going, I can't go. And I watched it on my own. So it was a bit Oh, mad. God, yeah. At, at night time. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'd watch the episode and I'd be like, oh, oh God. Okay, press <laughs> next. Is that a strange, like, how do you, after you finish just something like that, is your, like, do you text someone and be like, I'm scared? Or is it just like, well, I'm just on my own now. I have to go to bed with these thoughts. <laughs> That's the problem. It's because it's something you really shouldn't watch. There are some films where I've watched on my own, like Kill List. I was like, ah. Do you it's have a palate cleanser that you do afterwards? Do you like, do you throw on an episode of something? Something, perhaps a, a legitimate likes to 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 bring you to back the to earth. The like, horror of all. <laughs> well, I think the other night I watched. No, I think usually it depends. the The best way to do right an eighties horror movie. The best way to do an eighties horror movie is with somebody. Watching yes. on your own is not the same. It's yeah. much better to, to kind of comment and laugh at it, laugh at it, and all that kind of thing, and have some popcorn and do it properly. Do you know that would be such way. a fun business yeah, idea, right? Like a, a, an old-fashioned video shop where you could still rent VHS tapes. Mm. Yeah, I, I think oh, that would be so fun. I used to love that, didn't you? I mean, my dad used to take us on Saturdays. We could go to the video shop and choose a video. But would you so, always yeah. rent the same one? That's what we did a lot of the time. Did you? Watch no, the same one over yeah. and over again. Yeah. What did you yeah. go for, Rosie? Do you remember? Oh, was it always a different one? It was always a different one. Did you get five, or did you have to choose together? We five. Had to choose. We had to choose because there's five of us. We had yeah, to. that's a perfectly one. reasonable question, Anya. Yeah. Well, there's my me and Charlie quite. Um, there's seven years between me and my sister. So mm. you were probably always too scared to ask the twins what they wanted, wouldn't you? Yeah, we'd like twins, to watch they're this not film. Scary. Actually, they could be quite scary. I think. Actually, yeah, yeah. I think. My love for horror has probably started with them because they used to do some really strange. Are, are they identical? Games. Oh, you have to tell us now they're, what they're games you're the twins play. Not identical, but they look. I mean, they look really, really similar. What so sort of not, games did they play? Well, they used to make up all sorts of imaginary characters, and uh, <laughs> and then they used to. If we did something they didn't like, they'd kind of kill them off. It was quite traumatic. Oh wow! Jeez. So Lego. this is where your love for horror came from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's silly of me to things. say? So, that for example, creepy. for my brother's, uh, my younger brother's birthday, they transformed the sitting room into a maze, and they did this by getting like string where they they and then they fold over newspapers to make a kind of um, walls, and they'd have like trap doors. And then they made this paper mache guy on a chair, like he died on the electric chair, going. Oh okay. my god! Okay. And um, so it's really exciting. Can I just say, that's yeah. amazing. Like I love. Like that's so unbelievably creative. But the idea <laughs> that you objected to me saying your twin siblings were creepy is insane. They're not creepy. <laughs> they just play just scary games. Good clean fun on you, is it? Yeah, I have quite a spooky story from in real time. So a couple of minutes ago, I'm alone in the house. There was a knock on the window, the front window. No. Dark out, and I was, no. I was, I got really scared and frightened. Knock I was on like, the window. I was like, well, I can't embarrass myself in front of Rosie and like make a big scene. And I was like, oh my God, what was that? But then I just got a message from Amazon. Your package has been delivered. So it was obviously just the Amazon <laughs> delivery. Or Amazon a very driver. enterprising Amazon murderer. Amazon guy. Yeah. Why did he knock on the window? Door. Like, just ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah, I hate when they do. Sometimes they don't just ring the bell. They go, they ring it a few times, or they like oh, yeah. knock on. Do you the... pay for Prime on you? I do. Yeah. They always knock on the window with Prime. Really? Yeah, it's one of the perks. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was also a bit like because I'm in, the, I'm like I'm visible. Like I don't think he needs to. 
you know, like it's, it's a it's all it's also a hand cream delivery. Do you know what I mean? Like just leave oh. it at the front door. It doesn't matter if it's stuck maybe up. maybe he was knocking to be like, look at how moisturized my hands are. Or like, maybe you'll open the door later and he'll be dead. Yeah, <gasps> fingers crossed. What other creepy things did your creepy twins do, Rosie? Are there any other things they did? At the, at the Holy Arms, for they example. They used to. Well, they used to. Um, they used to. No, they had a birthday at the Holy Arms. They used to. Well, my poor sister. They. Um, they. She had this. This. Um, teddy called Bob, and they used to hang it by a string round. Yep. Round the. Rest. Yep. Not creepy twins. So you'd open the. You'd open the airing cupboard, and there'd be Bob like. <laughs> as a result, because they they always steal Bob and hang it around the house, nope. like it was he was being hung mm-hmm. and to yeah. freak her out. He he ended up like breaking his neck. He ended up breaking the same. I've, I I in thirty six years I have never felt more vindicated in an opinion than, than yeah yeah. The, also the the twins in The Shining not as creepy as no, these. No nowhere near. <laughs> they just hung out. It wasn't their fault. <laughs> they just wanted to play. Uh, did yeah, you, that's did they ever do any of these shenanigans on family holidays, or was it mostly contained in the haunted house you apparently lived in? <laughs> it was mostly it's mostly contained at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we used to when we went on holiday, we we would play a, a game called Monsters and Victims. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like cops and robbers, but much worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, cops and robbers is yeah the same thing, really. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, how did the game go? Who were the monsters and who were the victims? Well, like obviously, my brothers were the monsters. Um, yeah. And you just didn't want to be caught by them. The other thing we used to play was um, va- the vampire, where my dad, I we used to st- stay in um, France. There was my uncle had this this um, well, my uncle's brother had this house there, and you'd go around the dark and you and you didn't want to be caught by the vampire. It was really quite scary running around in the dark. My dad pretending to be a vampire. <laughs> so th- this sounds like your entire family love horror, as as just a feeling, not necessarily yeah, da- just a film. D- well, my dad likes he likes hammer horror. That's his that's his genre of choice. What's hammer horror? Oh, hammer! Ha- I yeah, hammer. figure I heard well. ham ham or horror. Ham or horror, <laughs> like trick or treat. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome back to another episode of Ham or Horror. <laughs> I like. Are your parents Mortician Gomez Adams? Like, <laughs> no, they are not. That would be amazing they are if you nice were actually and normal people. Gomez and Mortician Gomez. Yeah, but do you know what? My my mum actually got called into school once because my old brother, one of the twins, they they had to, to they had to. In They'd RE, skinned a live cat or something. Skinned had a live cat. Like, cut overreaction much? No, in in um RE, they had to draw a picture of Jesus and. Um, James drew Jesus on the cross, but with like his intestines coming out and blood and everything. So they called in my mum and they were like, well, "You know, we think your son may be disturbed." And she was like, "No, it's fine. My, 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 my husband likes to read them uh, the book of horror movies before they go to bed, and that's what his dad used to do. He used to read us this book of like old horror amazing. Movies. So I guess it started with my dad. I mean, Jesus on the cross is quite gruesome anyway, isn't yeah, it? Th- uh, yeah, it sounds like they're just drawing the accurate picture of what Jesus is like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not great. Even yeah, without that, right. it's still... Right. It was probably just more, yeah. yeah is there like a, the cross. a familial nostalgia then watching these movies? Does it remind you of being traumatised by your twin brother? Yeah, you're right. You're, I never thought of it before, but you're probably right. I mean, it is very much a sort of um, family, you know, Yeah, it's ha- family it sounds thing. like your childhood had a genre. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 
was there was there always a really synth sound going on in the background your <laughs> oh yeah sorry around? rosie's parents are synth players i forgot to mention <laughs> that in the intro was your doorbell just like a synth i can't even do a synth version of bing bong yeah. No, that just sounds like a... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my doorbell. Yeah. So, do you, do you, why do you think that? Like, I mean, say with Strange. I mean, Stranger Things is kind of a horror TV show about the eighties, yeah. and then we've got Yellow Jackets, which I know is nineties. But why do you think our generation is so hung up on on eighties nostalgia? I don't know. Do you know what? It makes me feel a bit kind of old, really, because mm. I mean, I was born in the eighties, the eighties, and um, <laughs> I wonder if it's just just means i'm old now that it's a sort of it's something that's far back but not but but still kind of still kind of close so it's kind of other but also recognizable enough also i think there's something about you know um going back to an age where there's no mobile phones Mm. and there's Mm. no internet so you have just easier to write up and yeah. yeah It is is the boring answer just that everyone who was born in the 80s is now of the age where they're sort of in the in the film industry making films and are looking back at the things yeah do you know what there might be something in there but does that mean we're about to have a glut then of things about the noughties but we already do i think don't we do we maybe not sorry maybe not in film and tv but in terms of like i feel fashion Fashion and and music yeah yeah Yeah, but i but yeah i just wonder will there be Oh, I actually think that would be very fertile ground for because again, that's only at the that's the age of flip phones and stuff. So oh, and the birth not... of the internet, kind of like if you were going to make a film set like a horror film set in the in the noughties or the nineties, what would it be? Do you have a a thought or a pitch? Because I do. Let me tell you. If I was going to set a film oh. in the noughties and the nineties, mm. yeah. Oh, what what about Millennium Bug? Millennium Bugs go. Oh yeah. I I can give you my pitch as you think. Yeah, I want to hear your pitch. So mine would be about you know those it'd be called pods, and you know those um those little aliens you got in the little pods. <gasps> yes, and if you put them together, they mate. So and they'll it'd be a... a kid who does that, and they actually mate, and they become yeah. an alien, and then he looks at them, and they're like they shoot up his nose, and then they take over his mind. Yeah. And then they start taking over the school and take over the world. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty like, cool. And they feed off like sort of body snatchers type thing. Yeah, and they feed off teenage awkwardness. So they keep getting stronger and stronger <laughs> until the kids learn to be themselves and then they defeat the aliens. Oh, that's a really nice ending. Really or the nice other moral. one. The other one would be this is I think actually a genuinely really good idea. It's called the second death. And Ooh. there's a woman on who gets on Concord. So oh. everyone, everyone dies two deaths. That's the tagline. You die a physical death, but also a social death when people stop saying your name and like p- everyone forgets about you in the living realm. So there's this other realm where people exist and they keep, they start fading away. But when someone remembers them in the real world, they get str- like bigger and, and more present. So this woman flies through an electrical storm. Concord crashes. So she dies her physical death. But at the same time, because Concord was going so fast, the the electrical storm blasts all knowledge of her out of the real world so her physical form ends up in like the the other realm and she has to try and escape wow. are you actively looking for financing from yeah, us yeah that's why i invited people? rosie on yeah okay. oh, well i've got at least 300 pounds in my savings that is exactly how much this film is going to cost yeah amazing sold are we moving towards final judgments on on horror horror movies yeah yeah rosie is there anything about horror movies that we haven't talked about that you you really want to get across um let's see i've talked about how they are inventive yeah fun 
They are crazy. They are humorous. Uh, no, I don't think I have anything I can Great. Think of immediately to add. So are they a legitimate like is the question and why? Of course they're a legitimate like. Also, they're a legitimate like. Not only are they great fun and brilliant, but also a lot of... Um, they're incredibly creative. I think they're easily dismissed because they're sort of cheap horrors. But actually, the creativity is insane. I mean, and some of the the the, the ideas are really inventive and brilliantly executed. And I think they are wonderful. Great. Okay. It's a yes from Rosie. So we all, Hugh and I also get a vote, but for some reason, Anya doesn't. Um, we've never oh, really understood sorry, why. Yeah. I, um, it's okay. I, I'm happy to be involved. It's because you're a woman. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you say all woman or our woman? <laughs> a woman. The all woman. I was like, wow. You're yes. All woman. I am woman. A woman. That's a very. Uh, it's kind of a very nineties diet coke way of looking at women, isn't it? All woman. Oh, I drink diet coke because I'm all woman. All woman. Yeah. Um. I, I think horror eighties horror movies are a legitimate. Like, I really Just... enjoyed watching From Beyond. I would never have watched it if you hadn't said to. I found it camp, silly, incredibly creative and fun weird i enjoyed watching it and it makes me want to watch it with people so i'm gonna say yeah thank you so they're much. a legitimate like That's really good you've convinced me because i was you. like who cares no, your I vote do. is largely pointless largely uh, pointless yeah um which i guess makes me maybe hope well that... you, you haven't even tried did you watch any in the last okay, week okay okay rosie right <laughs> okay all i'm gonna say is I was about to say something very nice about Rosie, and then oh, did you hear that? She just came right after okay. me. You know, <laughs> take it back. <laughs> um, well, I suppose the few horror movies from the eighties that I've watched have been dismissed out of hand by Rosie as not being proper <laughs> horror eighties movies. That's because you're like the Gremlins. Yes, Beetlejuice. Was it the Fly that you're scared oh. to watch, Rosie? The, the the fly you're right is a legitimate yeah. horror movie and then, yeah everything else is 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 not scary enough I mean but I don't want to be scared you know and uh, yeah some of them aren't that scary though I know but then Rosie doesn't like them you know then it's like you know. Uh, from beyond isn't that scary and she still likes it so do you know what yeah the vote's gonna go the other way I understand that Rosie's twins are creepy and <laughs> I'm gonna say eighties horror movies aren't a legitimate like. Oh, well, I'll ask you just what we doing that out of spite, Rosie. Yeah, this that is was horrible. really spite. Also insulting my brothers. Yeah. <laughs> also calling them your twins. Yes, yeah, was... my twins. Yeah. Well, I'll ask you what I asked you on our horror movies episode. Yeah. Uh, what's your price for like if we do a whip round? How much will it cost to get you to watch, say, Evil Dead to Rosie's top watch? Oh, the fact, the idea that I'd be paid for that is ludicrous. I tried to watch it. No, I tried. You, to, I you. actually tried to pay five ninety nine to rent it on the oh, TV. Will, Will, Evil Dead Two. You're gonna when you finally watch it, you're gonna bloody love it. I can't wait. My pineal gland will be expanded. Yeah. yeah. What, 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 what will it take for you to watch it? Well, you see, the I don't know. Are are these ones really scary? Like Rosie, what would be the scariest eighties horror movie? Um. Well, I I guess I don't know. I, I guess Shining. The Shining obviously is, is scary, isn't it? Halloween is pretty scary. Is Halloween Freddy Krueger? No, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. Because oh, I was very really frightened of that scary. because when I was a teenager, we used to go to something called the Gale Talk, which was like where you went to like an Irish summer school, a bit like a summer camp sort of situation. And my friend in the bunk underneath me used to pretend to be Freddy Krueger <laughs> when I'd be falling asleep and like poke her hands up to the mattress and that that's I didn't I didn't I didn't 
didn't care for that at all. Nightmare on so. Elm Street has got an awful lot of um, sequels, of which I've watched several, um, and they get increasingly. Aren't they silly still deranged. making Freddy Krueger films or yes. TV shows? Are they? Yeah. Um, oh. Well, they they made one not so long ago, but they basically got in a different Freddy Krueger, and yes, you have to have Robert England. He was the best. Mm, there you go. Yeah, always so, about England, isn't it? They are a legitimate like. They are. We did it. Well done, Rosie. Rosie, hey. thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. It was really Thank nice you to have you. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I go and see Rosie's tour if it's still on in 2024. That yeah. That's politainment. Yeah, it's going to be good. You've got to see her live. She's incredible. Watch her online. Watch her live. I'm a big fan. Hugh, thanks for co hosting. Thanks, Will. Uh, Ornia, thanks for producing. And Rosie, thanks for coming. Any Thank final thoughts? You. Just like a witty, pithy, wis- wisdomy thing to say at the end of the podcast. No pressure. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you could. Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I'm obsessed with people who are still saying that after the pandemic. Because remember, everyone used to sign off with stay safe. But people who are still doing it. I mean, mad respect, Rosie. It's a big move. Stay safe. <laughs> God yeah. Stay safe. Hands, okay, face, God space. Bless. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.